Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. I've got a great show in store for you today. First, I'll have Carter Waugh, 11-year-old innovator out of Napa, California, working on a shoe that came about for his love adventuring in the outdoors. Also, I'll have the chief technology officer of Guardian Insight Group, my consulting firm, as we talk about how you too can be an innovator, so don't go away. In this week's tech news, we're hearing more and more about what Silicon Valley and tech companies are doing in response to the George Floyd incident. Apple has announced that they will be donating money to the Equal Justice Fund. Twitter changed its logo on the Blackout Tuesday and also shared its support for what's been going on, as well as Amazon, AWS, Division Amazon, and Snapchat. I will continue to report out when companies are doing innovative things in supporting the community. Zoom announced they had a knockout quarter. Last week, we had Dan Scheinman, their first investor on the show. I expect that Zoom will continue to rise given that there is still a growing need for remote work. But I also expect that more challengers will come into the mix, such as Facebook recently launching their Facebook Messenger groups. Snapchat is in the news, similar to Twitter and Facebook for their different responses and how they're handling President Trump's social media and on which side they're going to fall on in terms of whether they are uh, perceived as censoring or not censoring content. Uh, My personal view is that this is really indicative as the technology changes faster than the rate of regulation or laws. I learned that through all my years of banking and being in technology companies. I do think we'll get to a workable model, but until then, this will continue to be back and forth in the news, especially during an election cycle. Kitty Hawk, which is a division of Google, they announced that they are ending their Flyer program. Flyer was a multi-year program on developing, in essence, an air taxi. It's called actually a helicopter. It's an EVTOL, electric vehicle takeoff and lift. Instead, as they're shutting down Flyer, they're instead moving all of their resources into a new startup called Heaviside. This was kind of a skunkworks project. It was very secretive. And now they're being more open about it. Instead of a human flyer, this is going to be an autonomous version of the vehicle with a longer range. So it looks like Google Kitty Hawk is going straight into autonomous helicopters. And I think it's a really interesting time to be in the space. I'm very passionate about unmanned aerial vehicles, otherwise known as drones and EVTOL. So stay tuned for more news on this. And that's the Tech News of the Week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm joined with Carter Waugh, 11-year-old whiz kid who is the founder of Flipcrits. And it's going to be great having Carter on to talk about his journey of starting a shoe company. And with him is also his father, Ryan Waugh, who owns a winery up in Napa. So welcome, Carter and Ryan. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. So it's really cool um, to have you on the show, Carter. Uh, People who listen know that I have a 10-year-old son and I have a 15-year-old daughter, or they're almost 10 and 15. 
And we talk a lot about innovation and entrepreneurship. And I think especially during this pandemic of COVID-19, I think a lot of people are pivoting. We even have at the end of the show a segment called The Pivot, which is talking about change. And I think uh, people are often uh, risk averse and they're really fearful about getting started in stuff. So here you are, 11-year-old entrepreneur, but this journey didn't start 11. It actually started three years ago when you were eight, right? Yes. Um, it was pretty rough at start because my family had no idea about shoes. So it was kind of crazy at first, but my family surrounded me with some consultants. So they helped me a lot. We did prototyping in LA. Um, we have a last, which is basically, um, it's a mold of my foot and you wrap all the materials around the last and that's what makes the shoe. So okay. let's uh, start with what is flip crits? Flip crits is a combination of a flip flop and a foam clog. So it's really squishy and it ha and you can slip on and off with ease. And it's a very, very comfortable shoe. It has a Vibram outsole, so it's very grippy, which is at the bottom of the shoe. It has synthetic leather on the top. And you can also pick your color and critter. There's 12 colors and 17 critters, which equals 204 options. So you have all those to pick from. Um, there's hearts, wine glasses, dinosaurs, butterflies, gorillas, dogs, bats kangaroos, and many more. And it's just a really, really comfortable shoe. You know what, Carter, this is really awesome because um, in the beginning, you've talked about prototyping, which is something I always recommend. And then when I'm advising CEOs and startup founders, I think the very first thing I tell all startup founders is that in order for you to be the CEO or the head of your startup, you have to be the best salesperson for your company. And you just a really good job of explaining all the features of your product that you've worked on for the last three years. So um, kudos to you. So it, um, you know, visually it kind of looks like a croc, but I know there's much more to the story than just looking like a croc. You wanted to build a, a better shoe that worked for you. So what was the story behind that? Um, we started off with looking at a croc, but we wanted to combine a foam clog and a flip-flop to combine them together with a bunch of materials to make a flip crit. So um, it's a cement construction, which basically has all materials from Vibram to wheat foam, which is the midsole. It's made out of sugar cane from the memory foam footbed to the synthetic leather to the toe bar. So it's cement construction, and um, we don't think of it as a crock because a crock just foams up and it's only one material, but a flip crit is many, many, many materials. Yeah. So it's all combined together, and it's very comfortable, very squishy, and you can run, jump, and climb, or what I call adventurability. I trademarked that word, so it's my word now. That's awesome. And it's a super, super comfortable shoe. Adventurability, that's a good word to trademark. I, I always recommend that when people have ideas or words or um, things, they should definitely take the effort to get it trademarked, patented, copyrighted. So you're doing all the right things, Carter. I have problems with blisters, and I think I've read a lot about you kind of had some of the similar issues in order to get started with this concept and why a traditional shoe wouldn't work for you. So 
Is this a shoe that you're finding all kinds of people are interested in or mainly kids? Well, I think of it as pretty much everybody in the world. For all people, not just kids, very comfortable and it's high quality. So it is eco-friendly too. And Thanks. Well, this is a great start to the show. Once again, I'm joined with Carter Wall, 11-year-old entrepreneur and founder of Flip Crits, an innovative new shoe design. And he's got a lot of stories to talk about. He's already mentioned how he has advisors and consultants. And when you hear him speak, uh, back up this show on the podcast, you're going to hear about all the design materials. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more about Flip Crits. We're going to talk about some of the initiatives that they're doing, a, a, a Kickstarter campaign that's going to start on June 9th, so you have time to look into it. And also, uh, Crits Cares, a project that Carter's started to benefit uh, schools and students. So don't go away. If you have any questions or comments, email us at info at svin.biz, especially if you want help on how to start your prototype or how to get your product built. Maybe um, find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call one 888 828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Once again, I'm joined with 11-year-old whiz kid entrepreneur, Carter Waugh from Napa, California. Welcome, Carter. Thank you for having me. So, Carter is the founder of Flip Crits, which is a innovative new shoe design. And Carter, I want to ask you, uh, what's it like to be on the front pages of local newspapers and TV shows? What the, What is that like for a kid? I feel really nervous, but I feel actually really good because I feel like I'm inspiring young adults to follow their dreams and be creative. And it doesn't matter how old they are. Um, just follow your dreams and don't give up. Great answer. Thanks a lot, Carter. And uh, I'm really inspired. I know before we started the show, I had my son meet you, who you're, he's, te- he's almost 10 years old. And so he thought it was really cool what you're doing. And so a little bit later in a few minutes, we'll talk about Crit Cares and we'll talk about um, your Kickstarter campaign. So thanks again. Uh, one thing I wanted to get back to is in the first segment, we talked about your journey, how you got started with the shoe design um, and some of the things you're working on. Um, I thought it was interesting some of the innovations you were talking about. So I know that you have a lot of consultants and advisors specifically in the shoe industry, which is great. I always advise um, my startup founders to get the best uh, resources available for them. So tell me more about the midsole. I think you believe, I think I heard you say it was made out of sugarcane. Yes, it's called Sweet Foam. Um, it's made out of sugarcane. So it's super um, sustainable and it's eco-friendly. It's carbon neutral, biodegradable, um, UV resistant, water resistant, and stress crack resistant. So it is a very, very um, awesome material for in a shoe. That's great. And how do people get your shoes? People can look up on crits.com, which is C-R-I-T-T-S dot com. Um, Kickstarter campaign on June 9th. We're launching a Kickstarter campaign. And that's how people will see my shoes and maybe they might want to buy one. So you're using a crowdfunding platform to get um, money to continue to develop your shoe. So people who are interested can go to the crits.com website, C-R-I-T-T-S 
com, and it starts on June 9th. How long will the Kickstarter campaign last? Um, Kickstarter, our Kickstarter campaign will last about 30 days. And what's the target goal? Um, 10K. Doesn't sound too bad. I think you'll get that for sure. Talk a little bit about what Crits Cares is. I was very interested in that. Crits Cares um, is basically giving back to people and artful learning schools. So I have an artful learning school that I'm going to right now. It's called Willow Elementary. And they're having trouble paying for music, art, and an opportunity for kids to have fun in school. I wanted to give back to them because um, they don't have enough money to pay for all those programs and inspire kids to be creative and do something like me and give back. That's wonderful. And I think I read that it's because uh, I don't want to get the wrong amount, but you're giving back, is it $2 per shoe? Yes, $2 per shoe. Or per pair of shoes, I should say. <laughs> you know, one thing I wanted to get back to, so I think everything you're doing is great. It's awesome to have um, someone with such presence on how to develop a product at such a young age. So I wanted to get back to you know, why you're doing this, which um, you said in the first segment of the show, which is that you're really trying to inspire other young entrepreneurs, but I would say you should, you're really inspirational to anyone. I think especially as discussed earlier uh, with a lot of people in transition right now, I think there's a lot of great ideas in people's heads, no matter what age they're at. And I really encourage people to develop those ideas, which is what you're doing. Um, so I think it's, it's really inspirational and now is the best time. I think as people are stuck at home trying to figure things out, um, you had mentioned earlier too about the importance of prototyping and prototyping correctly, which is something I'm a big believer in. What are some of your other thoughts about your last three years that you've been working on this product? For the last three years, um, yeah, it's been pretty hard. We have had a lot of consultants and sizings. It was an issue. We figured it out. Um, One of them was Kim Thomas. She was our manufacturing consultant. She was great. She helped us with prototyping and we couldn't do it in LA because it costed way too much. Yeah. Over a hundred dollars, which is a lot for a shoe. So my grandpa, he loves my ideas. So he was throwing out a bunch of business cards to people. And he met a girl named Yachin. She said, My dad owns factories in China. Um, can I send over your last and let's see what happens? And he was like yeah, that's a great, great plan. So here we are now. Well, that's a great story, Carter. I'm, I'm really impressed again with what you've done. So uh, Carter Waugh, who is the founder of Flipcrits, an innovative shoe company. Their Kickstarter campaign starts on June 9th. So go to crits.com, C-R-I-T-T-S.com to find out about the Kickstarter campaign, find out more about Crits Cares, how they give back to art programs and schools. And then also... Um, I know your family is a winery family. What is your winery name? It's called Wa Family Wines. My mom and dad, well, my dad started in his garage. And that kind of inspired me right now because I was shipping out shoes in my garage. So it's kind of funny. He inspired me. He's got me through most of this. And he's a great dad. Well, your parents have done a great job with you, Carter. Like I said, I have I have kids too, so I, I hope that they're as innovative as you are. I know you have many more ideas. And I want to end this segment with this. Um, when I was in high school, so I'm kind of dating myself, um, the founder of Tiva, who I can't remember his name, but 
we used to be able to drive up to his house in Berkeley and buy the shoes directly from him. And so look at what that became. So you remind me a lot of what we were doing as kids. So uh, congratulations to you. And I'd love to keep in touch with you. So um, I'd love to have you back on sometime. Thank you so much for having me. I would love to come on again too. All right. So Carter Waugh, uh, future billionaire, I think, um, founder of Flipcrits. And if you want more information, come to our, uh, come, well, if you want more information, go to crits.com, C-R-I-T-T-S.com, or email us at info at svn.biz. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. And we'll be right back with more of the show. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I am your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, I had Carter Waugh, 11-year-old innovator out of Napa, California, working on a new shoe design. He starts his Kickstarter campaign on June 13th. And next up, I have my business partner, Ed Yeh, Chief Technology Officer of Guardian Insight Group. Ed has worked on over 60 startups and has been a founder in eight companies. And we're going to be talking about how you can be an innovator, too. On this week's Cyber Tip, I want to talk about two things. One is, in 2019, a new report said that federal agencies actually reported fewer security incidents, not more. And this is actually great for the federal government as they had gotten blasted that their security was terrible. And so the fact that they had fewer incidents means that they're actually uh, maturing in their processes. Uh, They only announced that there were three major incidents. I know that sounds very scary that the government could have three major incidents, but that's just far lower than what they're normally um, accustomed to. So I'm personally glad that there are fewer incidents being reported. In another report, and this is actually pretty surprising to me, the new study is that breach victims rarely change their passwords. So if you are an administrator, an executive, or a business owner, know this, that even after a breach, statistics show that uh, you or your organization still use the same password that was used to be breached in the first place. Now, obviously, I don't need to say why this is not a good strategy, but Ways you can mitigate that is use effective password resets in your organization. Certainly, if you're using enterprise systems like Microsoft or Google, they have features in place to help you enforce password resets. And then if you're doing a homegrown email system or using an outsourcer or managed service, make sure that you embed very good hygiene into your password reset process because you should never, ever be breached by using the exact same password again. That's just a very common sense thing to not let happen to you. And that's the cyber tip of the week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm joined with Ed Yeh, who is the chief technology officer of our consulting firm, Guardian Insight Group. Welcome, Ed. Thanks for having me, Keith. So Ed, today's show is all about helping people develop their dreams putting their ideas into a workable model. And we had just heard from Carter Waugh, the 11-year-old innovator at Anapa working on Flipcrits. Uh, what did you think about what Carter's working on? First of all, I was impressed. I mean, I'm pretty sure when I was 10, I was still probably eating glue and not doing anything as interesting as he is. Uh, actually, it's interesting because I teach my kids to try to be entrepreneurial. I don't, moving forward, 
I don't think depending on a company or someone else or your future is the way to go. So I love the direction he's going. I love the drive he's had that he has. And I love the fact that he has so much support from his parents and people around him. Well, what I really think is important is that behind every great startup idea is a team of supporters, whether it's your parents or business partners, advisors, mentors, investors, that picking that right team is super important. So I agree with you. And I think uh, Carter is getting a lot of support and he's done a lot of right things so far. So what are some of the things that, uh, what are some of the other things that really impressed you with Carter? Oh, uh, let me touch on that point about support. I mean, a lot of people are, when they want to do their own thing, they want to be lone wolves. And I can guarantee you that as an individual, you probably don't have all the skills and contacts that you need to move forward with your idea. So to have someone there, and then being a startup founder, I'm, I don't know if you know my history, but I've, I've been founder status probably about eight different companies. And it's, it's a really hard, lonely process. And to have someone to work with you that complements your skills makes your life that much easier. And then they have the same incentives and you have the same goals. So to have someone pointing in the same direction at the same time is really, really helpful. Uh, I think he did a lot right. I think I like his idea about finding the product, iterating the product, and doing the research on the product. And then obviously he learned a lot about the industry. He was saying him and his his father, his family, they didn't know anything about shoes. They just jumped in. But he did his homework. He learned about how shoes are made, learned about materials. He talked to someone how to manufacture it. I think that was great. One of the things that we really stress when we work with the client is iterating your idea before you actually write any code and make a pro- prototype. So I think he did the right thing. I think three years seems like a long time, but he was eight. So I'll give him a break. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I was impressed with uh, Carter's story in the earlier part of the show where, yeah, that he recognized or his family and supporters recognized that they really needed to do um, iterations and get to the prototype. And so three years is quite a bit of time. And that's why they're launching their Kickstarter campaign in a week. But I think there's a lot um, to be said about how far he's come along and it will be interesting to see how the family and Carter continue on once the Kickstarter campaign launches and once they get that funding in. Yeah, that's 30% of his life working on this product. That's a, it's a long time. Uh, I think the two advice points we give to a lot of startups is ideas are great. I like the way that I like, I like his ideas about writing down I liked his idea about writing down his ideas, but it's also about focus. So you can't do everything at once. You can't do three ideas at once. And I like that he's focusing on this one idea. Uh, we tell startups it's not about the idea. Everybody has ideas. It's about the execution. You do need a little bit of focus when you do that. And I think uh, when we work with our startups, that, that's one of our specialties. We've, we get them to focus on what they need to do at that moment in time. Plus, we give them a meta view of what's going on down the line so they can plan ahead to fill those slots. Yeah, I wanted to bring up, too, because my show's been on the air for about three years, and I don't normally talk a lot about the work I, I do because a lot of it is confidential. But I, I think that in this time 
during the lockdown, there are a lot of folks in transition, pivoting, um, some are in between jobs, that we are offering a free consultation to help you flesh out your business idea, uh, mainly technology focused, but it's never been an easier time to actually pursue your dream, your technology idea. So if you are interested, you should just email us at info at svn.biz and Ed and I are happy to talk you through your concept and if needed, help you figure out your prototype as well. If you know all things about all companies, why don't you, off the top of your head, give us a list of companies that started during a downturn or a depression or a recession? Well, historically, many of the best-known companies have started during a downturn. We can certainly talk about companies like General Motors or HP. But even more recently, because what's fresh in our mind with what's going on right now is, quote-unquote, the Great Recession of 2008, um, companies like the gig economy companies, Uber, Airbnb, which right now, a little squishy, but there's also companies like payment company Square, Venmo, Snapchat, Instagram. Um, a lot of these companies that are out in the forefront have started out of the ashes of a recession. Yeah, and you look at things like lifetime employment and the social contract between companies and individuals and workers, yeah, it's completely gone. I mean, even in Japan, it's starting to break down. I, mean, I think it broke down in the 80s for us. So to, to rely on somebody else, to rely on a company for your future, for your life, for your livelihood, it's not realistic anymore. I mean, the, the extreme range of that is the gig economy now, that people are programming their own lives. They have flexibility on what they want to do with their time. And they make their personal choice of your time, your time between life and work. And you have a little bit more choice on when you want to work and how you want to work. So that all ties in to becoming your own brand. And if you become your own brand, if you want to make your own product, that seems like the logical extension of where we're going. I like that you're bringing up the gig economy, Ed, because as much as that has really fueled a lot of the last decade, I think it's a good step that people felt empowered that they could use the gig economy to support themselves. Technology is actually very cheap. The problem that people have is they don't understand how to utilize the technology and really develop their idea. And if they're left to their own devices, which is something we talked about a little bit earlier, um, you might be iterating for a very long time. That's why we really do recommend finding the right team of partners, co-founders, mentors, and advisors. And that's why we're very interested to help you figure it out uh, because this is the time. There are projections that no matter what happens in quote unquote the new normal, we might not see the economic recovery. So these are like a worst case scenario for possibly a decade. And so you can't just sit around waiting for things to come back on their own. And maybe they will, and that would be great. But in the meantime, you should really be thinking about how can you take control of your own destiny? And that might be through uh, an idea you've been thinking about. Yeah, not every idea has to be a billion-dollar idea. I mean, there's a lot of companies, a lot of people, if they're working part-time, 
have this as a passive income stream, has it as a lifestyle company, as they call it, so it's not going to blow up the world, but it's probably more than enough for you to live on. I don't think you can rely on anybody else for your future. I think, I think once you leave college, when you're in your 20s, I mean, you want to figure out what you're good at, what you like. But I think most people, I mean, I'm way past my 20s, but you get tired of working for somebody else. You get tired of somebody else defining your day, defining your future. So I think a lot of people dream about striking out on their own, but they don't know, even if they have an idea, if they have an idea or not, they want to work with somebody else, but they don't have the guidance and the mentorship like Keith was mentioning to at least give you a fighting chance of making it work. And that's why you look at companies that you that start uh, standalone versus franchise type companies. And the percentage of success on the franchise is much higher than the individual proprietor, just because there's a playbook there, it's been done. And that's what people who've done it before can help you to see if your idea is feasible, getting, getting the right technology in place, helping you find the team, I think you just need help sometimes. Hey, Ed, why, and just backing up on the franchise, why don't you talk about the story of the most successful McDonald's franchisee? So here in California, he's a bit of a local legend, especially among entrepreneurs. Uh, this man, C.C. Yin, started in his 50s. I believe he was electrical engineering from Taiwan. As he hit a glass ceiling, he thought he wanted to strike it on his own. And, define his own destiny. So from one McDonald's he took over in Oakland, which was a low-performing McDonald's, and he bought that one, and he utilized that as a stepping stone. He moved out into the East Bay. Him and his four daughters now control 30 McDonald's in the Central Valley. And if you know anything like McDonald's, getting in is hard. You have to have two million liquid, I believe. The franchising fee is high. But the success rate is really high also. And he just kept on pouring his earnings back into getting McDonald's, buying out existing ones. You know, if you make about McDonald's, it's really hard to start a grounds up McDonald's. So most likely you have to buy it off an existing franchisee. But he worked that model and now he has pretty good life for him and his family. And that all started because he was tired of working for somebody else and he was tired of being limited by somebody else's ideas. It's an incredible story because, and thank you for sharing it. Um, I wanted to bring that up because he was an engineer and he didn't do this until his fifties and he is considered um, either the top or one of the top franchisees for all McDonald's. And he was recently in the news because he made a massive donation of 10,000 masks to the local area Fairfield that he serves. And so I think it's just a good reinforcement that even if you're in a permanent income or a steady income situation, if you've got an idea that you really want to develop to help you generate that passive income and also set you up for your own personal retirement, it's a great time to figure it out. Everybody can be an entrepreneur who have a job that sometimes want to make some extra money, who drive an Uber. It's another revenue stream. So I've had this discussion with my father before. He doesn't understand what I do, and he wants me to work at a company for 30 years like, like he did. But 
my point of view is if you work for a larger company, you probably make good money. I mean, if I work for a company now, I'd probably make a decent paycheck. But then if you lose that, you lose 100% of your income. I normally work with three to five clients if one does not work. Also have 80% of my income. And also I have passive or another four other sources of income that will keep me going. So it depends on your risk for, I guess, your appetite for risk. And it depends on how hard you want to work. Well, Ed, I appreciate the time you've taken to join today's show. Uh, we're catching up on the earlier part with Carter Wall, 11-year-old innovator at Napa who has developed a shoe. Uh, his Kickstarter campaign again starts on June 13th. And then also talking today with Ed on how anyone can be an innovator and really what are some of the steps to take to develop your idea. If you have questions or comments or you want a free consultation about developing um, your own personal idea, email us at info at svn.biz and we'll be happy to chat with you. So Ed, thanks again for being here. I'm going to have you back on more regularly because I think during this time of transition, uh, people are looking for the help. Yeah, we don't think of ourselves as consultants. We think of ourselves as someone who wants to help you. So if it works, if it doesn't work, we love hearing new ideas and we love helping people. So thanks for having me and give me this microphone to uh, speak my mind. And don't go away, Ed. We're going to have you come back for the end of the show for the pivot so we can talk a little bit more about how people can make this transition. Any questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. We'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Once again, I am now joined with Ed Yeh, who is the Chief Technology Officer of my consulting firm, Guardian Insight Group. Welcome back, Ed. It's good to be here. So earlier in today's show, we spoke with Carter Waugh, a 11-year-old innovator at Napa, California, developing a new shoe. And he's starting a Kickstarter campaign on June 13th. So definitely come to our website, svin.biz, to check it out. And through the course of the show, Ed joined me to talk about how in this time of transition, people are really concerned about their future. And we were just touching on that corporate jobs, the way that we might have known it, the way that our parents might have known it, really, as we're finding out with uh, 40 million Americans unemployed, it isn't necessarily a great strategy to put all your eggs in one basket. And so I want to talk more with Ed about what are some of the ways people, whether they're on the sidelines or whether they're currently in a stable job, how can they actually think about working on their own innovation, their own ideas? So thanks, Ed. So what are some of your thoughts on that? It's really easy to test out your ideas now. It's really easy and low cost to try things out. I mean, you can make a website and 15 minutes and it's pretty much free domains are ten dollars i mean it's not it's not a real high cost item to try out ideas look at the whole spotify movement these are individuals who decide to start their own e-commerce business a lot of these are probably doing it on the side and some might be doing it full-time so for you to have an idea and try it out to research is really i don't think in the history of business, it's been easier to start a company than right now. Couldn't agree with you more. I think 
people who aren't familiar with technology uh, don't realize that technology is actually very cheap. It's the ability to utilize that technology in order to get you going. And, and also one of the things um, people often get stuck with is you're in a full-time job and I don't advocate shifting your loyalty, but you can work on your ideas while you're fully employed. You can do it in your free time amongst family and friends. Uh, start working on your passion because the technology aspect of it to get started in most cases isn't really going to hold you back anymore. You just brought up Shopify. There's Etsy. There's um, Facebook just announced that they're going to have a free integration with these tools that you can then upload your catalog if you happen to want to do an e-com play that you can just upload directly into them and they're doing it initially for free. So these are really easy things to do. The harder thing to do is come up with a business model. The business model is really where you should think about, does my idea have legs? Can I monetize it? Because that's ultimately the reason why you want to go into business for yourself. And can I sustain that? There were two themes that we always had. We should put it on our business cards. One is uh, execution, not ideas. And the second one is fuel the dreams. It's about executing on your ideas. You have to, you have to you have to have some movement. There's the old joke about a guy wanted to be rich and wanted to win the lottery. So he prayed to God to win the lottery. And he sat around and he waited and he waited and he waited and nothing happened. And he's talking to God one day and God decided to answer one time. He's like, what, what's wrong? Why didn't you, uh, why don't you answer my prayers? I did, but you have to buy a lottery ticket first. <laughs> so and you have to take the first step. You have to have some initiative, but you also have to have the business plan that it becomes a realistic business. So we say feel the dreams. And if you've seen the movie, I think it's in the 80s, he built the field and people came. That's not the way it works. Right, right. <laughs> you that, really have to yeah. have a focused product and end customer and hopefully alpha and beta customers before you even start your company. The right. grounds up developing a new product, marketing it is a terrible way to you're absolutely right, Ed. And that's then after you do that, then the next step is how are you going to commercialize and scale your concept? So once you've done all that and executing, then you can start working on the commercialization and scaling. Scott, all this is understood. I mean, when I started, I don't want to date myself, but the web 1.0 days, B2B wasn't defined, APIs weren't defined, e-commerce, we had our own 10-person e-commerce team writing baskets and connecting transactions to banks, setting up your merchant accounts. All that you can do with five clicks now, pretty much. You can set that up in an afternoon, which took us a year and a half to get right. So as technology becomes more democratized, like I said earlier, there's, I don't think, at least on the web, there's, there's ever been an easier time to get something started. Well, I know we're out of time, but we'll continue these conversations over the course of a few weeks and months because I think it's important to help people understand that they can take control of their own destinies and develop their ideas to execution and then to scaling. So once again, Ed, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. That's kind of what we do, right, Keith? Absolutely. So if you have questions or comments, you want to schedule time with me and Ed to talk about your idea, send us an email at info at you can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. You can also download the podcast. And so thanks again for being on the show, Ed. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo.
For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846. 888-828-SVIN. 